What's up? It's your girl Tasha. What is really going on? So this is Talk to Tasha, the platform on this podcast lifestyle where we talk about life and stuff, girl, life and stuff. Sometimes life be so broad and complex, we have to put stuff on it, y'all. So tonight, I want to talk to you guys about, I'm talking to my social workers tonight. So my to my social workers, you've been grinding in the paint. You've been helping everybody out. You look on the news every time there's not a segment on a news caption in this country where you don't see a lot of brokenness going on across this country. You hear about the most abrupt things. Maybe personally you don't because after your day's work, to be honest, y'all, I don't know about y'all, but you know, working the work that we work in, I'm cool off looking at the news. Like I, I try to be connected to what's going on, but I can't be engulfed in it. Does that make sense? Because we deal with stuff on a day to day. Let's just keep it 100. People in your family come to you, girl, to help out. You got people in the community that you helping out. You helping this person, that person, your brother, your sister, your mom and them. And you is over here just trying to do what you can in your 8 to 10 hour shift. The reason why I wanted to talk to you guys because, you know, I'm your online bestie. And one of the things we do is we got to relax. And when we relax, we can be real, real clear about what are we doing in this season in our life. A lot of us, a lot of people I've gone to school with. You know, we mean well, we got into this profession of social work to empower people and to help them get from dark spaces in their lives and, you know, see some outcomes that will render a safer community and, you know, everybody sprinkle and skip down the sidewalk hunky-dory. But let's be real. Let's look at our social workers tonight. Let's look at the state of emergency of our social workers. I'm talking to you, sister social worker, who work long hours You late picking up your own kids from daycare. You late picking up your own nieces and nephews for little events because you on call. You working at the hospital, seeing some traumatic things that remind you of some things that happened at the crib. You over here working with a family that got domestic violence and you lightweight got domestic violence going on in your own life. You over here advocating for the next family to get their utility bill met when you over here on payday loans yourself trying and wishing and hoping you can get some overtime to pay your own pg bill am i talking to somebody tonight to you social worker that's commuting from one city to the next taking a kid from placement to placement to placement and you need to be placed somewhere and time out yourself to relax and unplug from the noise of life i'm talking to you tonight i'm talking to you miss social worker that's all up in the courthouse hoping you don't get a parking ticket advocating for a case inside a court and you got unpaid court fees yourself stacked up on your dresser at the house i'm talking to you sister social worker that's tired of living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck and now we pushing towards holidays you all in the line giving your clients a toys for tide application and get some free toys and you don't know if you got toys for your own kids and grandkids at the house can i talk to somebody tonight I'm talking to you, sister social worker, that's fighting and battling for cars and, you know, the end of the month rush, everybody racing for a car to get down to them last minute 
you know, monthly contacts that got to be down up in that computer. Because, you know, you're going to get audited. And, you know, these visits is a reflection of your job performance if you can't be 100% in all things on these jobs. Now, they're not accounted for all the other things you've done. But, baby, when you don't get that visit in for that month, then it's rendering all kind of red flags in that computer system that got you feeling some type of way. You like, hold on. I'm in the Bay Area with it. Then I got to go to San Diego on the other side of the state with it and do a visit. But see, the system is more and more and more paperwork driven. I am telling y'all this life and stuff on the social worker tip is starting to be uh, out of control. Like Janet Jackson say, control. Now I got a lot. Hey, control. But we don't have control. As social workers, we are clocking into these systems that want more and more out of us. And haven't you noticed, as the laws of this country has changed, our work demands has not. What is wrong with this picture? Let's just take this marijuana stuff, for example. Okay, they done legalized marijuana more and more, right? In these different various states. Or you have social programs that's going away. You know, people getting sanctioned off their welfare, for example. So what are people doing? They breaking the law to get, get what they need by any means necessary. Okay, so the crime rate goes up. The drug abuse goes up, right? So you're seeing more and more behaviors manifesting out in the community which means more and more clients come across your desk and your agencies, the various agencies that you're working for. But isn't that something? Although we're seeing the influx of behaviors, influx of mental illnesses, influx of different youth problems, influx of social ills, but there's no change in the caseloads. There's no decrease in the caseload to allow you and I to really tap into the real work so how is it that the world can get more and more crazier if you will everything in a lot of systems is a hot stinking mess but when we talk about allocating positions to certain things it remains constant it remains as it was 10 20 30 years ago and we wonder why sister care bear that you burnt out it's not a you thing it is a systems thing. It becomes a you thing when you believe that this is all you deserve is to work, pay bills, and then die. But yet we are at the table, in the courthouse, in the hospitals, at the White House, in the Black House, trying to impart into our clients this empowerment work. When is the last time you empowered yourself, Sister Care Bear? I'm at the jobs and different places and more and more people, y'all, is Ubering at night, lifting at night, waitressing at night, working at the grocery store at night. You know, there's countless people that, you know, rushing out that office if they can at five o'clock only to go to another system, group homes, for example, to work a group home shift to the wee hours only to come back to their day job all over again in the morning. And people are literally drinking Red Bulls to stay awake on these second jobs. What is that doing to our health? What is that doing? Your degrees is looking polished at the house. 
Your Sally Mae and Nail Net student loans, they want their issue. You got to keep putting a forbearance on it. Okay, the expenses and cost of living has gone up astronomically. But you sitting at the desk acting like one of your clients that, that done lost all hope. What you going to do? What are you going to do? In our work, we do not have experts. They move us around like dominoes, right? You know that you love a certain part of our work, but you, a lot of the agencies are not equipping and developing leaders. Great leaders what? Create great leaders. But we have lost leadership in our, our, our careers and our profession. In fact, some people are intimidated by your leadership abilities. And so what you do is you water down that creativity that's in you. You shrink it down and hide it and you become complacent. You become comfortable. You become, you know, bitter, if you will. There's a lot of bitter workers up out here. You know, you fighting and striking and going to these little useless meetings. And then you find people on a weekend and a Friday night happy hour talking about the job. So you really don't even have a day off. Because as long as you keep thinking about these jobs and these systems and the brokenness and all the different programs that we're giving out to the community, but you are a bona fide professional who know if you can be honest with yourself, you too can use some toys for tots. You too can use some utility assistance, but we know on paper, you make too much on paper. So you're not going to qualify. But yet these families you serve and they qualify for all kinds of stuff. Don't tell me that that doesn't bother you sometimes. If it doesn't keep living. Thanksgiving about to pop off. All kind of agencies going to give out free turkeys and foods and all kind of food drives. But you and I can't stand in those same lines because we don't meet criteria for the income. So we are in stuck between the high class, the low class. We slide more and more into the low class if we can keep it 100. And so you know how these groceries are. You can't really afford these big old Thanksgiving meals. A lot of people potlucking and things with their families. For, the, for those who even deal with their families, let's keep it 100. As a care bearer, you tired of being around all that mess. It's supposed to be Thanksgiving where we're thankful, but everybody got you hijacked at the dinner table with some type of issue going on. Why? Because you have a caring and healing spirit. But I'm going to ask you tonight, who does a healer go to? When you down and out, don't nobody know you crying in the wee hours. You on the phone with the 800 numbers trying to make your third or fourth payment arrangement. You over here at open enrollment praying <coughs> that these rates go down, but they keep going up. You over here wishing you can have, you know, two long vacations at six months apiece to rest your body and your soul. You over here funking with the supervisor who don't understand that you battling depression and you trying to slide yourself to work by any means necessary, but she doesn't realize that you depressed. He doesn't realize that you depressed. So it ain't that you lazy, you depressed, just like your client. And when you depressed, sometimes you can't move your body. You trying to, but you, you're doing the best that you can with what you have. And so tonight I want you social workers to understand sometimes we're a client too. Don't let nobody tell you that it's wrong to be a client. And this, in our work, we have got to stop segregating the human experience. You may not do crack. You may not do methamphetamine. You might not have five or six different sex partners, or you may do. We don't judge over here. But how is that different from that methamphetamine addict running from his or her pain 
than you the workaholic trying to work your way through some stuff because you're running from pain yourself. Don't get it all complicated, folks. The human experience is very complex, yet common at the same time. And the work that I'm doing around self-care, it has nothing to do with a nail appointment. That's the bells and whistles. But we go deep in and say, look, my headspace ain't cool right now. It's not cool. It's all over the place. I'm upset. I need Section 8 in my life. I need an EPT food stamp card in my life. I didn't go to school for all this. And if you're a manager, a female manager up on here, I need you to understand that your level of leadership when you apply for that job is very, very powerful if you use it in a way that it's designed for. Don't get in no management position just for that extra money that you're not really going to see on your check anyway. That's why a lot of managers is bitter and oppressing people on the jobs because you're projecting some of your frustrations on your staff. In fact, it is a team. It's power in words. You're not cashing these people out on the job out of your personal checking and savings account. You're just not. So therefore, you they don't belong to you. They are part of a team. Are you building a team or are you, you know, embracing and reinforcing the stereotypical work setting that oppress people when they down? Why don't you have the radar to know that your staff, your team member, if you will, quit saying your staff, they don't belong to you, love. They don't belong to you. And a lot of people's on these struggle buses and these power trips and you know, they frustrated and angry. They got a man at the house that ain't quite doing what he needs to do. You bringing that mess to work. Then you're dealing with clients with the same thing. The counter-transference is real because some of the clients remind you of your own life. But ain't nobody sitting you down. Nobody's sitting you down letting you know that it's okay not to be okay. Until you run up on somebody like me, talk to Tasha. Where you talk to me in the most confidential way and say, hey, I need some help. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of dragging into that job, you know, with, with the huff and puffiness in my, my throat, waiting on somebody to talk to me crazy. You waiting to pop off. I'm tired of sending clients to anger management when I need to have my hips in the same anger management class myself. But we too proud. We hiding behind our job titles and not understanding that the human experience, it comes by and visit all of us. Do we not relate to some of the clients that come through our office or are we in denial? And so there's work to be done. And I can guarantee you and I didn't go to night school, day school, Saturday school for some of us who did the part-time night school program and worked and did all the countless sacrifices and the papers and the research and all the sacrifice you've made. Maybe in your heart of hearts, you really wanted to grind, grind out in this work. But down through the years, can we say, let's be real, we burnt out. We tapped out. It's time for us to have a little bit of extra in our bank account. I'm not talking to you that just foolishness, just spin, spin, spin. I'm talking to a generation of social workers that I'm encountering, including myself, where you just don't have enough to make the the ends meet up together. And you over here helping folks, not only when you at work, but off work, because you have this natural ability to encourage people, even in your darkest moments. And this is why I'm on here really imparting into you guys that before we get into these holidays, what are you going to do? I I encounter people all the time when it comes to social workers 
that are living a, a life of just burden, burdensome, burdensome. How can you give out of an empty well? How can you give out of an empty cup? You depleting yourself. You relying on medication and different things that these other people is hooked on. You hooked on stuff. There's a high depression rate and addiction rate and gambling rate and all these different things in our profession, but nobody wants to talk about it. But yet in our work, we want to normalize tough conversations with our client. So once we start game banging, if you will, bloods versus crip clients versus social workers, no baby, we all together, we can keep it 100. If we can keep it real, we all together in this. And so you have got to understand the power in the the depth of our work. It's not a, a Walmart greeting job where, you know, you take a few days off and you're going back on with your little shoes and get back in the grind. Baby, you got to realize that you got to take some days off. I don't care what you have on the books as far as vacation time and, 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 and sick days. Take some time off. When you take time off, a lot of people I talk to, they taking time off to go to the doctor, to go run errands, to go take their kids and mom and them to the doctor. Baby, that's not really no day off. And let me tell you another thing about vacation. Countless people, a lot of you guys are taking vacations. Don't you know it take a good four, five, six days just to decompress from all the trauma and the traumatic experiences that you and I are exposed to? So you can go to Hawaii for seven days, but don't you know the trauma stored up in your body hasn't even broken down on your vacation? And this is why a lot of us have back to work anxiety because you still stressed out having to return back to the madness on the job. You're the most well-intended social worker in the, in the agency. But the culture of our work impact all of us. The culture of it is highly stressed. More and more and more is required of you. Managers is all burnt out. They don't know how to connect with staff because they run into countless meetings. Nobody's advocating to do less meetings and more real work. We pushing numbers and pushing uh, st- statistical data. The human behavior does not warrant a cookie cutter approach. So we got people that slay in data. You got people that slay in engagement. We have outcomes that's not tracked properly. And you over here burnt out considering retiring early. We got more and more people willing to go and work comp and work at the group home, which is paying a little bit of over a minimum wage to deal with some behavioral children. And if we can just really check it out, a lot of these agencies clock lock you in. They'll tell you you cannot work in another system if the client, the agency you're with is serving the same population because they call it a conflict of interest. What's a conflict is that you over here living paycheck to paycheck, burnt out, maxed out in your finances, maxed out in your credit cards and debit cards, can't pay your student loans, wishing like heck you had all kind of perks and bells and whistles that your clients have. That's what was fair, unfair and um, not equitable. It's unfair and unjust. What are you going to do? I see more and more people look like they aging by 10, 15 years based on what's going on in our work. We are dealing with some tough times. People are doing some insane things and they're coming across your desk. 
what are you going to do? Okay, self-care, get your nails done, get your face done. Okay, that's that feels good. I love those that stuff all girl, please. That's me all day. But what I'm going to challenge you guys to do tonight, Sister Care Bear, Sister Superwoman Social Worker, who's lost her passion. Nobody's going to talk to you or give you no certificate. Girl, we beyond certificates. We want extra days off and some support. So what I want you to do is boss on up. Girl Boss Up was designed for heart-centered career women like yourself that's going to help people anyway for you to boss up as a life coach. Life coach is a very rewarding rewarding work why because you get to choose the people you work with how about that they come into you with a problem that they just need help and guidance in to solve it unlike some of our clients we get a caseload we can't determine or predict who they gonna be how they gonna be if they want the service a court order to be dealing with you they don't show up for the appointments they all over the state sometimes you gotta lead a the 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 uh you know the local state to go to another state and you know you all over the place but see life coaching as a life coach says you can set the parameters around what you enjoy and what you know that you slay in and book folks across the country they don't have to be in your local region for you to use your skills of empowerment and they reach a goal you pour into them and work alongside with them. They reach to go. It's a win-win. Because don't we know as social workers, let's keep, let's just keep it at 100. Y'all know that's my word. Keep it 100. It's very rewarding. Even through our own darkest moment, it's very rewarding to know that you done in, 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 uh, invoked a consideration for your client to consider. Eat from another table. Eat from another with another utensil, if you will. And they come back and say, wow, you know, Miss Jones, I never thought about it like that. Or Miss Jones, you know, thank you for sharing a part of your testimony to enlighten me that I'm going to be all right. Thank you for pouring into me how, you know, you came off of Section 8 and was able to make headways through this painful moment. Thank you for sharing with me a part of your financial struggles. And now you're able to do this, that, and the third. That's rewarding. So that's the part of life coaching you get to, you know, tap into. And guess what? You don't have to drive over to a group home and deal with some of these baby kids jumping and jumping out of windows and moving cars. Some of my colleagues is telling me they're dealing with to the point they day job. They have to call off on because they had a rough night on their second job at night. So that lower paying job is taxing them so much that the higher paying job in the daytime, you done called off. So you missing money trying to get money. We know you cannot solve money issues with money. You just can't. So you're chasing after the wind. You're in the wrong lane. You're on the struggle bus of life just like our clients. And nobody came to your cubicle, your office to tell you enough is enough. I'm telling you tonight, sis, enough is enough. When is the last time you envisioned yourself on a bona fide vacation? When is the last time you envisioned yourself with so much finances that you can help in the way that you want to? So much overflow. Your kids come to you for a loan for their first car instead of having to struggle down here at these some of these banks that ain't trying to show them no love. When's the last time, you know, you 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 envisioned yourself 
not being on the phone call with these uh, mortgage modification companies, for some of you that's struggling with that, or maybe you don't even have a home. When's the last time you envisioned buying you a home or a complex or a housing complex so you could turn around and have a, a, you know, a housing complex for youth that's transitioning out of foster care? See, as social workers, we don't even think that broad. We just think in systems sometimes how we can just scratch the surface. Well, how about we elevate our thinking? If you can get in the position to make impact, how impactful that would be if you locked arms with another social worker on another on the other side of the globe even, and y'all went in and started investing in some real estate property, apartment complex to serve the need of these foster youth, for example. There's countless examples of what you can do. But see, what I'm finding out with social workers, we so burnt out. Girl, we live to fight another day. You lucky if you get through an eight-hour shift. You know, I was at one institution working and they work four tens and people was really just working seven or six and walking around the other four, going to potlucks and, and going to the bathroom and walking in circles the other hours because people bodies is tired. They can't endure a lot of this stuff. We're dealing with some heavy stuff on this job. So I'm going to invite you to this experience to get on a call with me to really explore the gifts that you've been sitting on. You're going to help people anyway. Get yourself to bit.ly, put the forward slash on the computer, bit.ly, put the forward slash, girl boss up, bit.ly, forward slash, girl boss up. It's too much opportunity internet traffic in these streets online and offline mainly online because you can reach people abroad with your expertise my expertise i'm telling you people online waiting for you to boss up you don't have to worry about if they're moving you to the right unit for the passion you have going to do your thug thizzle at the job and work what they asking you to work but have an exit strategy sis a lot of these extra strategies I'm dealing with folks, they extra strategy is work comp or disability. They own stress leave left and right. Chasing the 800 numbers, hoping they claim get approved. You didn't go to college for that. You didn't go to college for that. Why you got to be all up in the stores putting stuff back all the time? At what point are you going to be okay with going to Macy's, getting your favorite perfume, getting two of your favorite perfumes at a time instead of having to always put something back? You deserve your overflow. And social workers, we don't talk about that because we think having an overflow is so, you know, wrong. And trust me when I tell you, overflow is not always monetarily. You can lock arms and elbows with folks and they give you the keys to their Airbnbs like I've, I've experienced. But it took me getting outside of my social norms with people that have this level of resources if I'm hanging out in the offices and everybody burnt out and broke down and, and beat up and tired and sluggish and overweight and going through it with their man and going through it with their kids and the car transmission done broke down and you don't have enough money on your credit card to max that out to get it fixed. Come on now. We supposed to be professional up out here. We professionals in meeting the needs of everyone else except for ourselves. Girl, boss up already. 
bit.ly forward slash girl boss up look in the description i'm gonna put the link there if you ready to get your issue sliding into 2020 holler at your girl because i'll be waiting and i'm not gonna wait too long it's not about convincing you it's not about trying to tell you girl you can do it you have got to be ready and hungry in your own spirit that you deserve more you deserve to be able to pay your basic bills without being on a struggle bus and talking all day to clients about getting off their struggle bus when you sit, you strap down in your own struggle bus in a car seat that's way too little. You done outgrown that car seat. But we operating as if we're in the infant car seat. Because we comfortable, we scared, we complacent. See, in our work, we have to be able to eat the same stuff that we dish out to the people. The same nuggets you're giving your clients Apply that to yourself. So in this essence, I'm going to prove get high off your own supply. And I'm not talking about no drugs. I'm talking about get high. Whether it's a high five, get high on life off your own supply. Your supply is your tools of empowerment. Your your tools of resiliency that you inject to everybody all the days of your life. Because that's what you do. You slaying that. Can't nobody take that from you. But ain't nobody trying to get no certificate, love. You can't pay no house payment, no utility bill and all of that with, with, with certificates. I mean, I ain't tried, but, you know, go ahead with your bad self. You need some extra revenues. But you also need a mindset that you deserve it. You also have to adopt the mindset that you have something to offer this world, globally speaking, outside of that cubicle and that office and them tight meetings that make no sense. And I guarantee when you tap into your zone of expertise and boss up for yourself on the side, I'm not telling you to walk away from your your, your right now money. Don't be stupid with it. Don't miss my whole point. What I'm telling you is your side hustle can turn into a beautiful retirement plan. It can turn into something beautiful full-time. I could show you how because I'm out here getting it. But it ain't, it's too much for me. It's so much to go around that I'm like, this don't make no sense for me to be encountering people on the struggle bus day in and day out. Toe back. Toe back. And when I go on a vacation, I want to be able to call you and say, girl, we're going on a you know a month-long vacation. Let's get it. And money is out the way as a barrier, right? And so we got to get our mindset that we deserve to have overflow as social workers. Otherwise, baby, you ain't no different from that client that you keep saying you so different from. Really, you're not. I'll see y'all on bit.ly forward slash girl boss up. Get yourself scheduled in there and I will go ahead and get on the phone with you. Explore where you are, where you're trying to go. See if you're trying to go into 2020 with clear vision or you want to stay stuck. That's your choice. But if you're ready to get yours, get with me. I'll see you on the inside. I love you for real.